Welcome to the Gym Lords Podcast, where we talk to real gym owners and share their stories, their trials, and what's working for them right now. To apply to be a guest on this podcast, click the link in the description. Hope you enjoy and subscribe. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'm your host today, Adam, and today with me, I have the one and only Everly with Pilates Health and Dance by Everly out of Norfolk, Virginia. Everly, how are you today? I'm doing well, Adam. Thank you so much for having me on the show today. Absolutely. The pleasure is all mine. I appreciate you taking the time. And with that being said, I'm going to go ahead and open it back to you. Go ahead and give the audience a little bit about who you are, what you've done, maybe the experiences that ultimately led you to opening up your own facility. Absolutely. So uh, my name is Everly Bryant. I am a 38-year-old mom of twins, identical twin boys living in Norfolk, Virginia. And I started, uh, well, I started dancing at the age of five, uh, formally, and took that training up through college. I was a, a scholarship recipient for uh, at the University of Florida, studied dance performance, and also studied uh, Spanish language and literature. And I, I also, you know, that's part of my, my passion is making sure that people have access. I'm from Florida. So a large amount of the population of people who I was around and dealt with were people who spoke um, another language than me naturally at home. So um, I took that, that language, took my dance and uh, continued on my path. Uh, Pilates was a required course for all dance majors in college. So I didn't have a choice about whether or not I was going to start taking this thing called Pilates that I did not know or understand at first. And, uh, but it quickly became very valuable to me personally, and I'm sure that's why the program had it. I started to um, improve my alignment. Injuries that were chronic to my life started to kind of fall away. And I really learned just how to handle myself in space, which is a great life tool in general, not just for fitness, but just to feel like you can stand up tall and be present. So uh, Pilates gave that to me in combination with uh, the artistry of dance. And the health aspect came into play in college. I noticed that there were not a lot of uh, health and wellness programs for uh, underserved communities. And specifically one of the underserved communities was people with sickle cell anemia because it's a very specific blood disorder that can cause you a lot of pain when you exercise. So I started studying blood disorders in oncology so that I could start a program at the hospital, at Shands Hospital, and uh, was able to have that formally established while in college. And so that really coalesced all of my passions, Pilates, health, dance, by Everly. <laughs> it's, it's who I am. It's all the things that I picked up over the years, my inspirations, the things that helped me to feel whole. And so uh, having that as a formal business allows me to share myself, but also helps people to find ways to connect with themselves. If you are a formally trained dancer or just someone who likes to tap your foot to music, you, there's something for you there. If you're someone who is a professional athlete and you want extra conditioning, I am able to help with those things as well as help people with their first steps out of a wheelchair if, if they've been injured. I'm you know, qualified and have experience with doing those things as well. And so it's just really nice and rewarding to be able to offer a range of services personally, but I also have a beautiful staff, but to be able to offer a range of services and to be able to meet people where they are. 
Now that is a unique story. I like that. Thank you, Adam. Absolutely. Um, so before we kind of get, you know, too far into the business side of things, you know, what, how does your business now encompass everything that you've kind of cultivated throughout your experience? Yes. So, uh, on site at the business, we do a range of wellness services. There's medical massage therapy, there's hydrotherapy, and I also partner with another local business so that there's cryotherapy, um, IV wellness shots, and other wellness modalities that are available um, for Pilates by Everly students. So that's our health aspect. We have on site and very close by off site services. Uh, I, I do sound bowl therapy, which uh, does different frequencies of, of music and sound for your body that can help you to heal mind, body, spirit. I play those for my seniors classes very often just to help them to feel more well and whole in their bodies. So that's kind of health in a, in a nutshell. But we also do cold pressed juices and, uh, you know, wellness beverages. And uh, with dance, my uh, bachelor's degree is in dance performance. I also got to study at some beautiful schools, New World School of the Arts in Miami, the Alvin Ailey School in New York City, um, and my degree is from UF. And uh, so I've, I've, and I've also gotten to tour with the Rested Development Hip Hop Group. That was a blast. So I've, um, I've gotten to, to dance in a range of different ways. And so I offer mostly one-on-one -on -one training for aspiring uh, dancers and for professionals so that they can uh, continue to hone their craft. And then Pilates works really well with dancers. As I mentioned, I had to start that in college anyway, but it's a really great cross-training system to help balance out the flexibility that can be a little extreme sometimes to help to provide more strength and stability. And uh, I am a host studio for teacher training programs. I'm, a, I'm a, also a trainer for teacher training programs. So I'm able to certify people in Pilates and, and help them on their journeys in addition, in addition to actually just being their teacher, being their coach, helping them to um, get from point A to point B, meet short-term and long-term goals. Man, you are... I truly mean this not just to be funny, but you are a ray of sunshine when it comes to just everything that you're doing from the mind, the body to wellness, to, you know, fitness, to, you know, maybe giving people that extra moment of hope, I guess, in, in some, you know, certain diseases or ailments and things like that. So that is uh, very, very unique. And again, kudos to you for kind of encompassing all that with your, your, your teachings and findings. Thank you, Adam. Of course. Um, okay, so now that we have a little bit of a background and pretty much kind of like the services that you offer, you know, <clears throat> your on-site facility, roughly how big is the facility and about how many clients do you serve on like the fitness side of things? Sure. The facility is, uh, it's a boutique studio, it's 700 square feet, and I typically work with one-on-one -on -one clientele. However, we do serve up to eight people at a time for Matt Pilates classes. I like to keep it fairly intimate so that you know that we know your name, we know who you are when you come in, and you know we we remember you from week to week. We know about Jerry's knee and we know about Susie's back, so that we can make sure that uh, you know we keep the classes large enough to keep the cost lower for the clientele as far as the mat classes. But then uh, as the class sizes get smaller or the training gets more specialized, then the classes get a little smaller. 
the right. group equipment classes generally max out at four people. And uh, then we have the uh, duo classes just for you know you and your friend or we can pair you with someone and then we do the individual training. Uh, as far as hours of the day, we are currently uh, open Monday through Saturday, giving everybody a day to rest and kind of recover on Sunday. And uh, we typically run back-to-back -back sessions from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. Monday through Friday and half day on Saturday so mm -hmm. that everybody, again, can rest and recover. <laughs> Even the um, part, of, part of what I want to do for my own staff is once a month, we go to a spa together and I take care of them just to make sure that we can really just really be well, not just, not just preach it, but practice it. Yeah, I know a spa day sounds absolutely phenomenal. Um, I will, <laughs> they, I will, they've I, never complained. <laughs> no, I would say if, if there's one thing staff will remember you, it's like, I've never had a boss that did this before. Yes, that's actually, that's, that's my goal. Honestly, I I've worked for several dance studios, Pilates studios, wellness centers. I've worked for um, in the hospital settings doing fitness. I've worked for big corporate gyms and kind of everything in between. And a lot of a lot of what I felt was missing was just the humanity behind the business and remembering that people have a choice with who they work for and they don't have to work for you. <laughs> you know, like just something that simple. No one especially now like this beautiful new breed of, of younger person which I'm, I'm loving so much who are saying no boundaries I'm like yes I respect you and I respect that and I want to make sure that the people who work for me know that I sincerely value their time and their intelligence and that I value their their wellness and care so that they are happy when they come to work if they're in good mental and physical space they're going to teach the best classes they can they're going to prepare before they come in. They're going to, to practice and it, it shows everyone wins when everyone's healthy. And so that's really why I run my business the way that I do. That hundred percent makes sense. And especially now, you know, I, I, I'm curious to hear about this um, preparedness for the pandemic and we'll get into that to a second. However, <clears throat> You know, my experience in the fitness industry, there's lots of burnout, especially group coaching, depending on ownership group and the, you know, the requirements and short staff, fully staff. It's all, I think a, a lot of times fitness and personal kind of blend in too much. And there's not that, that hard, like go home, shut your brain off, recoup. I'll see you tomorrow. Right. It's kind of like, Hey, I need you to do this, this, and this. And like, I've been off work for three hours. What's up? And it's like, there's just like that kind of blend and it happens everywhere in all different types of facilities, but you know, your business is run by your staff and your clients are either happy or ticked off because of your staff. So it's, it's like, or they're feeling great about the workout or not so great about the workout because of the staff. So it's kind of like you have to treat your staff with a sense of dignity and respect and value. That's one thing I always like to say is if your staff is, feels valued by what you're doing and they feel like you care about them and that you're continuously working to improve the business for them, they are going to do exactly what you ask hundred percent of the time. Um, even if like small gestures, like I would bring, you know, this is all over, but I would bring like a box of donuts and a crumb, but Hey guys, have a great day. Like here's some donuts. <laughs> just like something small 
it doesn't have to be, you know, you're spending five, eight, nine hundred dollars on this, this, and this, unless unless you have the means, cool, whatever. I'm not gonna say no to that. Um, but it's like those little small gestures, and it's like, hey guys, like here's a ten dollar Starbucks gift card. Go to get yourself some coffee. I appreciate it your hard work. So much. It really, really does. It means so much. I have uh, been burned out so many times and almost got burned out in my own business, which I will also share out with you. Um, even as much as I love it and as awesome as it is, it's still running a thing, right? <laughs> and it's, that takes energy. But um, I've, I've, had, I've had bosses where um, I've passed out at work from exhaustion, gone to the hospital, and then they've picked me up and brought me to work the next day. I am not exaggerating. I have had some horrible experiences in, in work settings. And I've had a few really, really fabulous ones. And so I kept all of that in mind. Uh, one of my favorite uh, places where I worked, my, it was just me and the owner, and she never let me call her my boss, even though she very much was my boss and I respected her as such. She's like, we are coworkers. We are coworkers. We work together here. And that just really did something for my personal dignity. It's like, yes, we work together. I'm not, even though I, you, your name is on my checks. You, you don't see me as subservient to you. And that just felt really beautiful. In addition to uh, just loving the way that she taught. And I followed her to one of her workshops and ended up becoming a trainer through this program. And I host their teacher training programs now. So it's just like that, that took me on a really beautiful journey, all from being respected from day one. And uh, another facility, um, well, generally speaking, you get you know, free, free group classes, free memberships uh, when you're on the staff or at least, you know, discounted services, et cetera. And so those were all things that I really wanted to make sure that I had on board. Uh, every teacher um, has complimentary, you know, membership on me, as long as there's space. If there's not space, they're still welcome and invited to come to observe because there's so much to be learned from simply watching and taking in information more passively. Uh, and then again, just the recovery day once a month, just to be able to, that's something that I wanted to add just as an additional perk of uh, when I was asked by this business to partner with them, I made sure that that was something that I could offer to my staff as well. And they said, yes. And I said, yes. And so it's just really exciting to, to be able to, to have something that I would want to work at if it wasn't mine. That's my personal goal. I want to want to go to work every day as opposed to I've got to got to go to work today. <laughs> yes, the, the golden word or the golden rule of the words. It's like, I want to wake up. And I think that that's key. And I won't spend too much time talking about this, but, you know, it's oftentimes, you know, a lot of people, <clears throat> they maybe are a good person to ask on this, but a lot of times I'll hear people say, oh, like I see all these people in Florida. Like I lived in Boynton Beach. So, um, you know, Delray, Boca, West Palm, all those places, Deerfield Beach, Miami was right down there. Um, it's like, I see all these people, palm trees, the beach, the ocean, living life. And, you know, they're less depressed. And yeah, sure. Statistically speaking, people that have sunshine more often, we have a little more vitamin D. Yeah, I get it. Or there's people in the Midwest, like Michigan, for example, or, you know, Chicago or whatever. It's like, oh, it's always gray and gloomy and like, I just can't be successful because I'm here. I'm like, are you really going to let some outside factors that you cannot control determine your level of success just because, oh, it's, you know, cloudy six months out of the year, right? Mm -hmm. um, and so, you know, rambling on without that, you know, 
it's like, then it becomes, oh, I have to get up. It's so cold outside. I have to do this. I have to do that. Versus like, I get to wake up and create my business. I get to work to make myself more successful, better knowledge, all the above. I get to work on my fitness. It's like, if, if people just had that quick mindset change of, I get to go do this. I get to wake up and go better myself for 60 minutes so I can change the world or, you know, yeah. make more money or whatever. Um, so yeah, I mean, for you and your, your, you know, Pilates is very mind body oriented and things like that. You know, what is kind of like the turning point for you when it's, you know, I get to you versus I have to. Sure. So I, <clears throat> I realized what, well, when I started the training in college, I had to take class at first. It was, it was not a requirement and it was, was a requirement, excuse me. And I wasn't really, I did, I just wasn't connecting to the work all at once. Uh, but then one of the other teachers who was also certified, I was in class warming up and she just walked over to me and gently took her hands underneath my rib cage and helped me to lift and connect. And a light bulb went off in my head. I was like, wait a second, there's, there's something else here to this work that I wasn't really, I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. And I did an independent study with my professor and just really got to dive into uh, the, the mind body and the wellness of it. And just noting, noting how much that helped me in college. Um, you know, I went to University of Florida, tons and tons of people, but my program itself was pretty small. I was one of eight folks uh, in my dance major. And so just kind of having this combination of uh, feeling uh, isolated, but also like I was drowning. Pilates gave me this way to, to connect to myself, you know, in the, in the workout, in my mind, in my heart. And so um, that was just something that I really wanted to make sure that I could share with as many people as possible, starting with establishing those programs at the hospital uh, and then, you know, continuing that on to, I actually lived in South Florida. I'm from Florida. I lived, uh, lived in Miami area and taught down there. And, but it, a lot of it was, I have to, I have to, because I was working for others and I had to make some money. But then when, um, and it'll get into my pandemic story as well, but then just getting older, amassing more information, uh, it really started to feel like I, I have a, gift that I get to give. It's something else. It's not a, a requirement or a punch card of every single day. This is something that is, is special and can be a tool to really help people to live better lives. And that's a valuable calling to me to be able to help people do themselves better. Uh, and, but I have to make sure that I take care of myself in that too. I, I try to get to work a few minutes early every day to go and, and center myself so that I am in a good headspace so that I can be a, a better servant to the people that are coming in. And so it, it really is something that I, I truly feel like I get to share my, my passion with people every day. I get to, um, I get the gift of them choosing me as their trainer, because again, there's so many facilities. There's, there's so, there's, there's a lot out there, but I don't feel like I have to compete um, not because I uh, of an ego thing, but the people who are who are looking for what I provide are absolutely going to come to me, and that gives me peace. So um, I go in and make sure that I take care of myself. And I've actually been looking at my schedule and seeing, hmm, are there things that I should cut down, pare down? Which seems atypical when you're trying to run a business, but sometimes you just have to 
make sure that all the important factors, starting with yourself, my staff, making sure everyone is good and, and taken care of and happy, because if that's taken care of, the business is going to continue to soar. 100%. Absolutely. Um, and well, with that being said, obviously, uh, no elaboration needed there. Kind of what happened? You know, how were you prepared for this pandemic with your business? You know, what what did you prepare or or mentally, you know, get ready for, you know, kind of walk us through that. Sure. So um, as I mentioned, I am a mom of twins. And when this, when the pandemic hit, you know, at first it was, oh, three weeks, we're going to be off of work. Four weeks, we're going to be off of work. I remember those kind of, those announcements and statements. I was, uh, my worked for my, I was working for myself in part. My business was maybe 25% of my personal income. And then I worked for two other facilities and those facilities shut down, you know, because of the pandemic, not entirely uh, ceased to exist, but as far as the in-person classes shut down. And so I went from having, you know, five plus hours of work every day to having nearly no work. And as a single parent at that time, it's like, okay, it's not a, it's not a, hmm, I wonder what I'd like to do. It's like, no, 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 Everly, you, you have to use the skills that you've amassed, the things that you know how to do. I started teaching virtually in 2009, like on Skype. So I already was teaching virtually. I already knew how to teach virtually. And uh, I just started hosting online events. I started, uh, and a lot of them were just complimentary where we could, uh, do Pilates class and then have a glass of wine after, do Pilates class and have some coffee after if it's in the morning, just started up hosting online events. If people wanted to donate, they could, but I, I knew that I was feeling kind of burnt out and exhausted from homeschooling twins now and then trying to make ends meet. And it really just helped me to meet some fabulous people from all over the world. And most of the people that I met and just gave my heart to became some of my first established clients and still train with me on a weekly basis now because they they really saw me seeing them. And uh, that's it was really the pandemic launched me further into my calling as opposed to it um, kind of stopping me in my tracks. It really helped me to see that this is what I'm supposed to be doing. And you've been everyone else's lead instructor, head instructor, manager, like director, you've, you know how to do all of these things, Everly, you've done them for others. Now you get the gift of doing it for yourself. And uh, by the end of November, 2021, I uh, stopped working for everybody else entirely and uh, was just on my, on my own. My uh, studio was a home studio and I happened upon a gorgeous space that I'm in now and was able to move into my first brick and mortar. And it's just really cool, like childhood dream. I used to draw out my childhood dance studio. I drew it out, it had a little shop in it where I was gonna sell clothes. And then I had my dance studio space and I had my exercise space. And when I tell you that that is exactly what I have, 800 square feet, um, 800 feet away from where I live, live here. My studio is across the street. The oh, commute nice. is lovely. It's like, mm, get my steps in just to go across the street. It's, 
it's really nice to, to see that as a kid, I didn't realize it. As a kid, I was manifesting and drawing out what, what I wanted to have one day. And the pandemic cleared my path. It took, it took the other jobs out of the way so that I could actually focus and, and do, do Pilates health and dance by Everly. So um, I'm, yeah, I, the pandemic was, I mean, it's, it's been challenging. I have very close personal friends who got very sick. I'm not downplaying the severity of a world event. And in my life, it allowed me to see that out of relative tragedy can come some beautiful things if you will allow yourself to see the opportunity for it. And so it's been, it's been a really great growth time for me. And uh, I'm, I'm a firmly, a, a formally established, excuse me, February 2022, my uh, brick and mortar space. And so I just had my one year anniversary. Congratulations. Thank you. And, and so it's just really, it's really cool to, to see, to see your dreams, like to see them as opposed to just dreaming them. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, you know, from a vision board to to fruition to, you know, uh, if for anybody out there, if, you know, they do vision boards, I'm sure a lot of people do. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, no, it's, you know, so you definitely were prepared. It, uh, you know, you had a little, little monetary, you know, things set up just in case you had the online, which happened to be perfect. And then yes. <laughs> you know, some clients were like, listen, I'm staying with you through this thing, no matter what. And then boom. So that's awesome. You kind of, it's almost like you you forecasted you know what 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 was to come and you were just you're like yeah we're gonna run with this yeah I just I didn't know how long the, you know none of us knew <laughs> what was gonna happen but yeah. I knew that I I did need I did need to work and the work that was kind of falling off because they had facilities so the facilities had to close I had I already had a virtual presence and so it really just pushed me into into leaning more heavily into the services that I already provided and um it's it's been a really nice journey beautiful excellent well let's dive in a little more to your facility here so um I know I asked once but what are what would be the total clients inside your facility like how many like on a monthly recurring basis or weekly depending on how you you know okay. do your, your membership setup or clients so, uh, my my total um i'll call it a membership my total membership right now is probably about 200 students and that is pretty close to max for what i'm currently offering uh i keep i keep my sizes small um and i'm grateful to be in a space that is uh, cost effective and beautiful at the same time. So uh, I, I don't have tons and tons of overhead, which push me to compromise. I can actually just do what what I feel like needs to be needs to be done. We're, we're not even open on Sunday because everybody needs to rest. I don't want to go to work on Sunday. I'm not going to ask them to go to work on Sunday. So so uh, we we're kind of okay with that. But, uh, and then the membership is mostly recurring repeat customers, about 75% of what I personally do during my week. I work about, I teach about 30 hours a week. Out of those 30 hours, about 20 of them are private training. And those 20 hours are the same eight people. 
you know, or, or six people yeah. even. I have a, a pretty exclusive clientele um, that I work with and train. I am their wellness professional and they come to me for the host of services um, one to three times a week. I service, I serve whole families, uh, children, grandparents, like I'll have entire families that come to me for, for services. Um, but of course we are looking to, to grow our group classes. That was something that was important to me. I mentioned accessibility earlier. And so one-on-one -on -one training is not cheap. Um, it is a Pilates training. And I know that uh, I've, I've listened to a few of the podcasts that other listeners have heard. It's an expensive thing. Pilates education is, you know, can run you in the market of 10 grand to get educated, fully, fully educated. And then there's pieces of equipment that cost that same amount of money. So if you are, uh, you know, pieces are roughly between $700 and $8,000. And so to have four of something and 10 of something else, you've, you've invested, you know, a mortgage. So, yeah. so um, it's, I wanted to make sure that my services weren't only available to people in, so, in certain socioeconomic, you know, places. So having more group mat classes, especially where I'm providing the mat um, I can train the uh, instructors in mat Pilates at a, um, at a lower cost or even at, on a donationary basis so that people can come in and just donate what they can. So I do provide services like that. And I'm actually looking to, to provide more services like that. I want to make sure that people can experience the benefits of this exercise system. Um, up until uh, recently, I was also on the, the board of directors for the Pilates Method Alliance. And I was my focus was membership, the actual members uh, like making sure that the members were served and that is who I am as a person, making sure that the people around me are, are able to be taken care of. And so um, I, I like to offer larger classes that still have, still have the intimacy to them. But um, so we're looking, we're looking to probably add a few more of those classes in the evenings to make sure, make sure that people can come in and get some TLC. <laughs> Yeah, and you definitely seem like the exact fit for that type of role, making sure the people are cared for. Thank um, you. So 100%. Um, so, you know, pretty, you said pretty close to max. Studio is good size, not anything, you know, extravagant as far as like how big and everything like that. Mm -hmm. Very intimate. And you're looking to grow some some classes and, you know, maybe add a couple and things like that. So what's kind of like, you know, and if that's, you know, the cream of the crop and that's where you want to be cool. Awesome. But, you know, you just feel like a person that has so much more to give beyond what you're already at. What's kind of like your bigger picture goals, you know, the next two to three years, you know, do you want to potentially expand into a bigger space, help more people, maybe multiple places, kind of what's your thoughts on, you know, that as you grow? Sure. So the space that I have now, I, I'm kind of considering it my flagship studio, even though it's the only place that I have at the moment. Yeah. Uh, I, as my kind of first place, want to keep it because I love it and it has a sentimental value to me. And uh, I am definitely open to opening up second and third locations. Um, and but staffing is a major thing. <laughs> staffing is a major thing. So I am in Norfolk, Virginia. And so the areas closest to me are, you know, Virginia Beach 
and maybe Hampton, there are you know, places within 30 minutes. I would love to maybe open up something in Washington, DC. I can't get to DC every day. So, you know, there's just, their staffing is a real thing. And so that's something that I keep in mind when I'm thinking of, uh, you know, second and third locations. But um, me have opening and launching an app would be a way for me to continue to expand my business in the space that I'm in uh, without having to worry about additional staff um, because I have staff now that is awesome and wonderful. Some of them uh, work exclusively virtually and some of them do hybrid. And so that's, that's on my to-do list. It's on my kind of churning is uh, to, to launch an app and that also, again, I'm, all, I'm just access, access, access. It gives more people access. I currently have clients in England and in Bermuda, all over the world that work with me virtually. And it would allow me the opportunity to, to reach more people and keep the cost down for those people so that it's something that wouldn't just be a, self-care shouldn't be a, a crazy splurge. It shouldn't be a, an out of, out of, you know, a reach that's just so far away that you can't achieve it. You should, one, one should be able to have access to things that are healthy, not just things that aren't healthy. And so um, that's, that's something that I'm, I'm really, really wanting to do is to launch an app in the next two to three years, if not sooner. That's right. So to sum that up, kind of like, you know, multiple studios potentially could be in the works, you know, maybe focus more online to reach more people, like you said, have less overhead, things like that. Um, what's really kind of like, you know, you're doing 30 hours a week now, what's for you to effectively be able to put adequate time into the business, self-care, but then also focus on the clients at hand, where, where does that put you as far as like a capacity to where you're bringing on maybe more virtual style trainers that do the whole zoom and camera setup and mm -hmm. things like that um, versus like, okay, it's time for studio number two, studio number three. So I, I think that it's, it's more immediately uh, achievable to add on more uh virtual platforming, more virtual reach than uh, opening up second and third studios. Again, the, the cost of the equipment even is, yeah, yeah. <laughs> is up there. It's not necessarily even just finding the location. You've got to have the trainers and you also have to, you know, have 50K to drop. And so there's a, <laughs> it's like, oh, that's easy. No, it's not. So um, there's, there's other aspects that come to multiple gym ownership for Pilates studios that are equipped. Mat-based spaces, you know, that's different. Mats are, are lesser expensive, of course. Of course, people can bring in their own mats even. Yeah. So that's just mostly about having, having a room available to you. And so uh, those are things that I've, I've been thinking about and keeping in mind. And I, I think that because virtual is so... Um, hate to say it, it's so hot right now, you know, it's so hot. So, so um, it's, a, it's a way to be able to uh, meet people where they currently are. A lot of, a lot of my, 50% of my clientele out of those hours that I was even mentioning is online. There, I have some of them I've met in person, some of them I have not. 
I actually flew to California uh, and met with one of my clients for the first time um, over the summer last year. That was really cool to be able to shake hands and hug and, and meet. So, um, but yeah, online is a way to really be able to reach people all all over the place. And it doesn't put the burden on them for, tra for traveling as well, because that's a very real, real thing. I've, there have been people that I've wanted to meet personally, work with and train with, who I thought one day I'll be able to meet them. One day I'll be able to take off a week and fly to Spain and find a place to stay and then book lessons with this person. And now we're friends on Instagram and I talk to her regularly because of the pandemic. So, so it's just, it's, it's really taken away a lot of barriers in my own life personally to be able to, to meet other uh, friends and mentors. And so I know that it works and um, I like to like to do what works. <laughs> like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Exactly. Yep. No, it makes sense. Online has such a huge outreach. I mean, like you said, you can literally get people in England or Canada or wherever, you know, it's, you know, and you can, at some point you, you know, if you make your own videos or your own workouts, where it's, it's there, it's on the platform and they pay a fee or whatever, mm -hmm. and, and you can get really creative where it's like, now you're double and tripling your, your revenue per hour with less work, you know, or you put in the work first. And then it, it kind of just is there. Um, yeah, all, all great things. I love that. Um, I had a really great question lined up for you and it just slipped my mind. Um, with everything that's going on right now, what, well, let's start with this lead, lead generation. Obviously you said you're, you're pretty close to, you know, capacity physically, as far as what you can do, mm -hmm. what's kind of the way that leads do come into you? Is it, do you have you know, uh, in advertising presence, do you have more word of mouth, you know, people or for people, what, what are kind of the ways that the leads come and find you? So, uh, for me, word of mouth, uh, is actually, if not my biggest, it's definitely in my top three, yeah. uh, as far as, uh, lead generation. And that just means so much to me too. When I'm looking for, uh, someone to, to come and fix something in my house. I don't necessarily want a random stranger that I found on the internet to do that. I'm, I want to ask my friend who their handyman is, and then I will call that person. Um, and so we do it every day. We, uh, our friend walks by and they smell good. Oh, what are you wearing? <laughs> oh, it's the new blah, blah, blah. And then I go and I buy it. And so um, when you know that something is good, and when you know that something works and that you like something, you're, you're more apt to, to go for it. So definitely uh, word of mouth. And, uh, and that's, that's probably, like I said, the time my top three right now. I've done different advertising. I've done uh, periodicals. I've done, uh, I have a website. My website is actually one of my best lead generators. Uh, and I use social media. I use uh TikTok, I use Instagram, um, and those, it really allows me to show my personality. People can see me do the thing, and then uh, as opposed to, I wonder what that is, they can actually go and 
go and watch and see a couple examples. So I, I use uh, those free tools, honestly, that are available to me and uh, they work well. I've done paid advertising and for me, it was just an expense. It didn't really, really yield what um, I was hoping and what I was kind of told that it would. And I, I'm not really sure if that's the way to go for my business uh, personally. Um, and I am so open to like learning, learning new things. I know that I don't know at all. And I know what's worked for me thus far and the business is growing every month. And, and it's, I'll have people call, hey, I heard about you from Tracy. Hey, I heard about you from this. Can I book a one-on-one? -on -one? Can I book a group class? Like, how do I get started? And then I just create a, an easy path for them to, to come in. I make sure that uh, I try to call every person personally, every lead that I get so that they can hear my voice and know that yes, it is me and it is my studio. And, you know, would you like to come and work with me? Would you like to see one of my trainers? So just that personal touch, I really feel is what's helping the business to continue to succeed from month to month. But yeah, I wish those other things worked for me. I really wish they did. They just, you know, just didn't. <laughs> no, and I, I apologize for, you know, the, I hear this, you know, here and there from gym owners and, and, you know, other people that have facilities in the health, health fitness, you know, uh, avenues, you know, not every advertising expense or experience always turns out exactly the way they want it. But then on the other hand too, some, some do, you know, there's so many factors mm -hmm. that go into it. There's so many like learning tools that, you know, you as owners and things like that, that it would take, you know, a time and a half to, to ligger, ligger, figure out how to navigate, you know, funnels or you know different targeting and just all the things that go into making the perfect you know advertisement promotion things like that so um but again it's you know there there's a million different out there and it's you know it's like the this is a bad joke but it's like you know some people you know you got multiple ex-boyfriends you have multiple ex-girlfriends it's like you're not just going to never date in your life ever again right yeah. or you know um so i use a corny bad joke but um, no, but that's think, such a good point. You know, it's like, even when people say, oh, I tried Pilates, didn't like it. It's like, you did one Pilates class with one teacher. Like, you know, right. there's other personalities, right? There's other styles. And uh, even within kind of the Pilates camp itself, there's uh, classical Pilates and there's contemporary Pilates. I'm actually dual certified. So I, I teach both at my facility for that reason. Some people are looking for a certain thing they're looking to be trained in a certain way and they want to know it's going to be the same basic way yeah. every time they come in because that's what they need for their mind body and spirit and then some people want to be surprised and just kind of want to feel good and they don't necessarily want to know the names of everything that they're doing they just kind of want to experience it and right. so um you know adam i may i may give it a try again we'll see <laughs> that's the spirit Love that. Um, yeah, I mean, it's and, and especially too, you know, as you grow, how you grow, you know, you you want to target more virtual clients or just, just different areas of clients and then a couple clicks of a button here and there on this and that. It's like, OK, we're going to reach this population or that demographic. And mm -hmm. yeah, so I I call myself the 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 young dinosaur because I'm not all that tech savvy with Instagram. Like I can do the basic stuff. And yeah, I'm sure I could probably YouTube and learn and like 
watch all these creators how they do it and whatnot but you know and it's for me i don't I don't really you know need to at this point mm-hmm. um i will though because content creation is one of my things that i want to get into but that's anyway. awesome yeah yeah D- big, big motivational public speaking um style that i want to i want to be on a platform with the with the greats that, I love that. And uh, I was sharing with a, with a friend at dinner the other day. She's like, what do you want to do this year? It's like, I want to go and do more public engagements, speaking engagements. So it sounds like we're on the, on the same kind of wavelength there. I, I have all of this knowledge, but if people don't know that I'm here, <laughs> then they won't know who to ask. So uh, there's definitely uh, room for growth. And I, I used to be, may not even sound like it, but I used to be a little hesitant to change but now it's like you know there's a whole big world out there and let's let's go for it and, and it's kind of like um i don't know what movie it's from but it's like the yes man where jim carrey always has to say yes to everything mm-hmm. and uh so yeah i mean we, we all have one life to live and it's all about you know experiences and and you know making mistakes and learning from them and you know growing and getting comfortable with uncomfortable and you know, so and it's been it's been it's been really cool learning to get comfortable with uncomfortable. You know, uh, pandemic was not comfortable, especially trying yeah. to teach two little people how to do math while I was also trying to make you know make ends meet and and live my passion. Yeah. But not giving up has gotten me to where I am now. And as much as I I feel like I'm happy with where where I am just by myself there's something really special about looking at your kid's face and seeing them be proud of you in real time oh talk about motivation it's it's beautiful yes it, yeah yep I, I can wholeheartedly agree with that one <laughs> um but yeah Everly uh it's been great so far I got a couple last things here as we get ready to wrap up sure. um, I'm excited to hear what you have to say on this next question here um what words of advice would you give to a aspiring entrepreneur in the health and fitness world whether it's pilates dance kickboxing group fitness personal training what words would you say to somebody that's looking to start absolutely it it doesn't even matter which one of those things you're trying to focus on or get into you need a team like i'm a i own my business by myself but i don't run my business by myself <laughs> you know um i have I have a small staff of people that help me to take care of my in-person and virtual clientele. Um, I have um, a full-time bookkeeper. I have a CPA. I've got people that help me to focus on my numbers and make sure that things are, are going in the right directions so I know how much I'm spending. I, I can use uh, facts and data to, to set my goals as opposed to uh, not having facts and data. Uh, and uh, I... I have a business consultant that I speak to regularly. I've, uh, I've got, uh, the studio has a partnership with another wellness facility. I, I am a regular, I go and I take care of myself, you know? So those are all things that are really, really important when you're wanting to launch something, especially if it's health and fitness. Like it's not just about being fit. It's not just about looking a certain way. It's really about uh, taking care of your whole person so that you can help other people take care of their whole person. And um, yeah, that's, that's just so important. Having, having a good team, having a solid team. It is, it, it definitely makes things uh, a little bit easier. And 
you know, makes you enjoy things a little bit more. Absolutely. Um, last piece is give a shout out to our audience on how can they reach your facility, whether it's a website, Facebook, Instagram, go ahead and give shout outs. Absolutely. So again, my name is Everly Bryant uh, and the studio is Pilates by Everly. You can find us online at www.pilatesbyeverly.com. And my name's a unique one. It's E-V-E-R-L-E-A, just so that you've got it. And uh, the studio phone line, you can call us, you can text us, 757-514-1738. And on Instagram, we are Pilates by Everly. And uh, there's links to, uh, to some YouTube videos, some free uh, tutorials on Pilates, just so that you can understand what it is. Even if you wanna look at it before you call, it's about giving you access to the material. So uh, that is, those are the ways to reach out to us and contact us. And we, and you can also email hello at PilatesByEverly.com. Love that, warm and friendly. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Of course. Well, thank you, Everly, for all that. Uh, it's been a great conversation today. For everybody out there listening, if you want something that is basically going to change your hot look on everything, please go visit Everly. She will bring the sunshine out of you that you didn't know what she had. Um, and then if anybody out there is listening and would like to come on our show, feel free to click on the link below, type in your info. We'll reach out to you, get you on the show, have a conversation about all things fitness and business. And uh, and yeah, but other than that, that's been a show, everybody. So. Until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to this interview, but don't go anywhere. We still have two more incredible interviews coming right up inside this episode. But if you're a gym owner that's looking to get more clients, keep them longer, and make more money, head to the link in the description of this podcast and schedule a free leave your credit card at home consultation with one of our business consultants. You see, here at Gym Launch, we've helped over 4,000 gym owners across the world increase their sales, take home more money, and build the business of their dreams. And it simply starts with a phone call. Click on the link in the description of this podcast to schedule your call today. Now, let's head into the next interview. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I'll be your host today. My name is Emily, and joining us on the show is Austin from Iron Tribe Fitness out of Tennessee. What's going on, Austin? How are you doing today? Doing all right. Thanks for having me. Absolutely, man. You know, we're really excited to have you on the show. But before we, you know, dive into learning a little bit more about your business, tell us a little bit about how you run Iron Tribe Fitness and what made you want to start your gym in the first place. Yeah, well, um, the way we run it is, uh, is 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 pretty cool, and I'm and I'm happy to be a part of it. Uh, basically what we do is we do large group training and we do semi-private training, uh, and our clients have the option between one of those two programs. And regardless of the program, one thing always exists and that's a, a, a level of accountability, whether that's more like a personal training environment where you have a coach who's specifically and individually assigned to you, who checks in with you every week to make sure you're following the program, uh, or if it's a little looser and your, your accountability is more driven from our community and, and you still have coaches who are invested in you that exists no matter what so the way we look at it is if you're going to invest your time and your energy uh into yourself at iron tribe we want you to get a return on your investment so we don't want you just to pay for a gym membership you're not going to use and so through that large group training or semi-private training there's also a major nutrition aspect to what we do so uh, we know that most results uh, from a body composition standpoint are going to come from what you eat uh even though the training is important so we really combine exercise nutrition and accountability into one one program and uh, our semi-private program 
is uh, five clients or less in the space uh, at any given time, whereas our large group program is 20 clients or less uh, in the space at any given time. So a little bit different features uh, to both programs, but both are great. And that's that's how we run it. Uh, I got involved as a client first at Iron Tribe. Uh, down in Birmingham, Alabama, and then uh, got the opportunity to coach up here in Nashville. So became a trainer, became a coach with Iron Tribe. And uh, after a couple of years of doing that, we had an opportunity to open up a location here in Franklin, Tennessee. And I kind of raised my hand and said, I would love to go open that location. So uh, so we've been here ever since then, 2017 is when we opened. So coming up on six years uh, here in Franklin, and, and we love it. Yeah. So prior to, I guess, taking on like the leadership role that you have now. Um, what was it about like the franchise itself? Because obviously there, there are benefits to, you know, having that support and that education improvement systems that already work. Was was that one of the reasons that you decided to be like, yes, I'm going to go ahead and, and run this facility? Ultimately, I think so. Um, I think there's a lot of, there's a lot of great places to work. There's a lot of places that look like they could be great, but there's some leadership cracks and there are things that, that slip through. And I didn't feel like that for Iron Tribe. I felt like there was a great support system from not only, uh, you know, ownership and not only from leadership, uh, but also just from the systems that were already in place. It was like, you know, you hear about Chick-fil-A when you open one, they give you the big black book and they say, hey, you do this and your Chick-fil-A is going to run well. Uh, I felt like I had that at Iron Tribe. And so it felt uh, very easy to to take those take those systems and, and deploy them. Uh, yeah. And having experienced the community and the culture of Iron Tribe, I really had bought into the vision of the of the brand as well. Yeah, absolutely, man. So let's uh, go ahead and dive into talking, you know, more about the business side of things. First topic that I want to cover is marketing. I feel like that's a big one that a lot of people are looking for more information about. So when you stepped in, did they already have like a defined process and system for marketing? Yes and no. Um, there were there were systems, but uh, to be frank, they they didn't always work. Uh, so you know, leads are the name of the game, and I felt like there were a lot of a lot of seasons of dry lead spells. Uh, and so, what's really elevated our marketing, um, and you know, a lot of this came from from Gym Launch is is running digital ads and creating and garnering interest for our business online. And uh, that's been that's been very fruitful. So when I stepped in, we, we had systems in place, but they just weren't producing. Uh, and so that made it tough. And so we had leads, but they were they were scarce. And in many times were not um, super warm, super hot leads. And so now that we're running digital ads and able to really, even though those have gotten more expensive over the years, uh, even though we've been able to run those, we've been able to attract a lot of interest in our business. So um, Facebook, Instagram are our go to's right now. Yeah. So I talk to a lot of, of gym owners who are really hesitant to invest in advertising on Instagram and Facebook. So now talk to us a little bit about why you do see the benefit in that and like what result did it yield for your business? Yeah, well, and look, I, I couldn't couldn't relate to that more because at first you see what it what it costs to do ad spend and it gets a little scary. Um, but the the results certainly speak for themselves, our, our return on investment has been phenomenal, as high as over 400% in some cases. So we know that we're, we're willing to spend the money that it takes to acquire that, that athlete, that client, because we know that it's going to pay dividends in the long run. So yes, I'm willing to spend more on, on an athlete who may have a life cycle with us up to or over a year, and they're going to pay $2,500 plus to be a part of our, our gym community. So I'm still making 
plenty of money on that on that return uh mm -hmm. even though at first it, it is scary because you see those numbers and you're like man this ad spend is is higher than we want it to be especially in the facebook and instagram world so i would say it's there's some trepidation at first but if you kind of can overcome that hump when you start seeing that cash flow it uh it speaks volumes you're like well this works i'm gonna keep doing it even if it costs me a little bit yeah so do you think he would your gym would be where it's at today? Because you guys are working towards some uh, impressive goals, revenue goals. So, I mean, do you think your gym would be where it's at today without, you know, taking that that leap of faith? Absolutely not. <laughs> no, uh, no question. Um, yeah. and, and I remember just when we sort of made the switch and started spending more on, on Facebook and Instagram, mm -hmm. the amount of leads we were generating was, I mean, it, it was almost not believable. I mean, I, I went from having consultations with, with pr prospective clients. It was one-on-one -on -one to group consultations. I mean, that was mind blowing to me that I'm sitting down with 10 people with the opportunity to, 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 to sign them up for our gym. Yeah. So long answer to your question. No, we would not be where we are without making that decision. Yeah. So what is, have you guys experimented with different type of offers when it comes to the ads? Uh, yes. Um, and, and we kind of run different ones depending on season time of the year. Um, I would say early on when we started running our ads, it was a lot of six week challenge, uh, mm -hmm. offers. So, um, and those were, man, those were fruitful. Uh, those were really great for us. Uh, over the years, we've also done different things around the holidays, whether it's, uh, cyber Monday, black Friday, uh, new, a resolution reboot, you know, there's some sort of tag and some sort of timeline on it, usually surrounding a, a duration of time of four, maybe six weeks. Um, and then we'll also run challenges throughout the year with different names, right? Transformation challenges or partner challenges. And so there's always kind of a, there's always a consistency with our ad spend, but the names and the titles are a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, so even though the program isn't changing, um, mm -hmm. the, the draw is hopefully a little bit more enticing to different, different types of people, right? That's what we're trying to do. So, right. so yeah, we've, we've dabbled into different types of offers and different names and titles and uh, formats to see which ones splash the best. Yeah. So um, personally, like where you, cause there's like a rise of people who are like anti-challenge, right? Yeah. How did you feel about challenges before you first, was that something that you were like, oh, I don't want to be that challenge guy? Or was it something you're like, you know, I don't have an issue with that? Uh, it seemed a little hokey at, at first, you right. know, you're like, okay, so someone's going to uh, deposit this amount and they may win it back. What if, what if everyone wins it back and we don't make any money? And um, there was a little bit of a, hey, is this kind of a, of a shticky uh, way to do this? Mm -hmm. Once you do it, though, kind of like the ad spend, once you do it and you see it work and you see that it actually benefits your clients, which is what we're here to do is, is change their lives. Right. Uh, and heck, yeah, we ran plenty of challenges and, I, and we keep and we still run. And we're actually uh, running a partner challenge in just a few weeks. So. Um, so, yeah, I mean, kind of one of those things you're, you're constantly uh, changing your beliefs and, and knocking down things that you think might not work and uh, challenging yourself in that way. And. Uh, yeah, I mean, challenges have been great for us. So I'm not certainly not anti-challenge now, even though I may have been uh, initially. Yeah, love that, man. Love that. So let's continue to walk through like the process. For example, let's see, I see one of your ads on Instagram um, that you guys are, you know, running like your partner challenges that's upcoming. What what does that process look like for me to eventually become like a recur recurring client even after like the challenge is over? 
Yeah. Uh, and, and when you say process, do you mean like from click that button to, to step and foot in my gym? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yes. So kind of like, so what's the next step after that? After I click on the ad, gotcha. what does it take me to? Yeah. So you're, the first thing it's going to do is uh, ask if you want to schedule a consultation. Um, and there's some general information about a program with some testimonials that take, you know, takes them to a landing page that has some of that information choose your location, choose your appointment time. So they would actually book their own consult. Uh, and then they're going to get reminders leading up to their consultation of when and where it is. We want to try to make sure that our show rate is high. So we we're constantly pinging them to remind them. Uh, then they, they sit down with me and hopefully I do my job well enough to where they uh, decide to, to, to invest their time and money with us. And so once they begin our program, uh, depending on what type of challenge it is, that may dictate how they extend beyond the challenge. So uh, for instance, in our six week challenges, we would do the midway meeting three weeks into the six week challenge, the abandoned hope meeting uh, and say, Hey, you know, the, how's this going? Do you enjoy our program? Do you see that this could be beneficial to you beyond just the first six weeks? And in most cases, the answer is yes, as long as we're delivering uh, on what we said we would deliver on. And so we try to get them to go ahead and commit to our program at that time. Uh, we do pretty well with that. Uh, but even those who don't and they make it into the six, the full six weeks, we've seen that we usually convert about 60 to 65 percent of those challengers into long term memberships. Uh, and so we have a similar conversation at the end of that. Hey, you never signed up for this just to be successful for six weeks. Your fitness is going to go long beyond that. Uh, and so we're really trying to sell to them the idea that our program is going to benefit them for years and years to come. And yeah. so there's a series of, Hey, you met with me at consultation. You met with your coach at the beginning of your program. You met with your coach halfway through the program and you met with your coach at the end of the program, all in an attempt to make that six weeks extend beyond. Right. Um, and so that's, that's, that's the process. But a lot of that we took straight from gym launch. That's not, um, you know, that, that wasn't uh, proprietary. That was something that, that we learned from gym launch. Yeah. So for the people that let's say the, there's somebody that clicks on the app, but doesn't necessarily schedule a consult. Um, do you get notifications for that person as well? And like, what's your process mm -hmm. to nurture them into the gym? Yeah, well, uh, that process, you know, kind of starts and ends with me. So uh, when they click that that ad, not only does it take them to that landing page, and in many cases, folks will book a consult before I even get a chance to speak to them, mm -hmm. which is great. Um, but when that doesn't happen, I'm the one who's communicating with them to try to get them into the gym. So uh, that's a series of phone calls, text messages, probably text messages more now than ever. Uh, you know, who want, a lot of people don't want to be called anymore. But uh, so there's 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 a lot of communication from me to try to get them into the gym to have that consultation. Um, and, you know, uh, phone, phone calls can go in a lot of different directions, but the ultimate goal is just to get them into the gym because we know once we get them into the gym, we got a, we got a chance. Yeah. Probably needs a chance, right? That's right. So talk to us a little bit about what are your daily responsibilities? Oh man, that's a, that's a good question. Um, so my number one job is to acquire and grow the gym. So, um, I would say the priority and my best income producing activity can be sales and meeting with folks and trying to get per perspective members into the gym. 
When that is not happening, it is all about our operations. It is all about uh, ensuring that our coaches are resourced and uh, ready to deliver our program. And it's making sure that our current athletes are getting what we say we would deliver on. Uh, and so that goes from everything to meeting with clients, setting up uh, consultations, setting up assessments, and ultimately making sure that our classes are delivered really well. Um, so the operational side of things is just as much of my day to day as the sales, especially, you know, on a week like this week where there's spring break and there's no one in town. So a lot of my focus is on operations, right? Mm -hmm. um, so just making sure that the gym is running smoothly, because uh, since we do offer such a high level of accountability, that requires a lot for me and my staff. And so it, it, we, we have to make sure that we're operating at an excellent level. Yeah, absolutely, man. So when it comes to, and I meant to ask you this earlier when you were talking about the sales, but the pricing for the programs, the classes and the training that you offer, is that something that you had the freedom to choose, like this is our price point, or was that already predetermined, to, predetermined for you from headquarters? Right. Uh, predetermined to an extent. Um, I have seen that there are times where our pricing in Nashville may differ from pricing in another market. Mm -hmm. uh, but it's generally defined um, within within certain bounds. But I think each franchise location kind of has the freedom to dictate pricing. Um, that said, we have five locations in the Nashville area. It'd be really weird if you came into my gym and then went 20 minutes up the road and went into our another location and all the prices were different. So I think from from franchise market to franchise market, there's consistency in pricing. But I think from from, you know, city to city, it could actually be a little bit different. Gotcha. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about the goals that you have for this upcoming year. We're almost at the end of Q1. Um, like, what are some of the goals that you're you're working towards when it comes to the growth of your business? Yeah. Uh, well, right now um, we we're coming off our best year we've ever had. Uh, we made we grossed nine hundred sixty three thousand dollars, and we really want that one million. So one million uh, for the total revenue across the year is our goal. And the way we do that is really growing our semi-private program. Uh, this is a program that we launched um, about two and a half years ago now, and it has slowly uh, grown, uh, you know, over, over the course of those two and a half years. And what we have seen is that uh, we can really reinvest a lot of the, 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 the money that we're making in that program into our coaches, into our facilities. And we are seeing that that is really our, our biggest revenue grower. So we're taking a lot of time trying to grow that program because we, we really see that that's kind of where um, our future lies. So if we can continue to grow that program, we see our revenue uh, increasing and hopefully cracking that million. Um, we still have group fitness, large group fitness, which is uh, really the bedrock of, of what Iron Tribe does. And at my location, our our large group fitness program is, is thriving really well. So our focus is really keeping what we have in, in large group training and really trying to grow our semi-private training. Uh, so if we can, if we can do that uh, right now, we are tracking after as Q1 wraps up, we should be tracking towards that million. So hopefully we can keep up uh, that positive momentum to start the year. I hope so too, man. I hope so too. Yeah. Okay. So I got one more question for you before we wrap things up here. You've been in the industry for, a long time in a leadership role for, you know, I think like most of your professional career um, in our industry. So very broad question, but just give, you know, people who might be 
think back to where you were when you first started as a, a coach and a trainer. Um, give somebody that might be in that same situation a piece of advice that you wish you had when you were first getting started on your journey. Ooh, good, good question. Um, I guess there's a lot come a lot comes to mind, but uh, one of the one of the first things I can't can't really get out of my head is just putting your head down and and just working your tail off. Uh, I think especially when we're younger, we have a lot more time than we probably realize. And if you can devote as much of that time towards your craft and yourself as possible, um, it, it will pay off in the long run. Um, even if you don't see that fruit early on and you're, you're kind of curious where things are going to go, um, making sure that you are celebrating rarely and grinding daily will, will get you there. Um, and I remember early on, I mean, I moved up to, to Nashville uh, for a part-time coaching job. I mean, I had nothing, but I knew that I believed in what I was doing. Iron Tribe was a great system and a great business. So, it, you know, those things coalesce to provide opportunities. Uh, had I looked at that opportunity and kind of think, oh man, that's not a lot of money or, uh, you know, how's this going to pan out and, and kind of um, doubted myself, uh, I think that, that we'd be in a different, a different spot right now. So early on, I would, I would have told myself, uh, back then to keep investing in yourself, keep learning and training, uh, because eventually that's, that's going to pay off, uh, especially in, in, in fitness. Like Emily, you know, this, we get to, we get to help people. We get to actually provide a better life for people. That's really cool. We're not selling pins, uh, you know, we get to do something that's really awesome. So if you believe in that and you believe that you're uh, you're capable of helping people, invest in yourself and grind because eventually those opportunities are going to come up and they're going to pay off. So I think that's what I would tell myself. Thanks so much, Austin. This is a really good place for us to wrap things up on this episode. But before we sign out, please tell our listeners where they can find you. Yeah, well, um, <laughs> I, I guess physically I'm in Franklin, Tennessee, uh, but uh, our location is is there as well. But uh, if you want to see us online, we we have our website, irontribenashville.com. Uh, but you can also find us on Instagram at ITF Franklin. And you can find me, Austin Doverly, on Instagram as well. But that would probably be a pretty boring follow, but I'm there. <laughs> so uh, so if you want to check that out, you can. Uh, but that's where you can find us on all the social media platforms and, and, and on our website. Uh, but that's how you can find us. All right, man. Well, thank you so much. We really appreciate your time and contribution to the show. Definitely looking forward to seeing what you guys are going to be able to continue to accomplish down the road. Also, to everybody who tuned in today, we appreciate you as well. Don't forget, if you want to be notified about future episodes, hit the like and subscribe button. And if you're interested in joining us to talk about your business model, click the link in the description, fill it out, and our team will be in touch with you soon. And as always, excuse me, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you for listening to the podcast so far. Don't go anywhere. We still have another episode coming right up right after this word from one of our sponsors. The Gym Lords podcast is sponsored by Prestige Labs. Prestige Labs is the first and only nutritional supplements company built by gym owners for gym owners. Prestige Labs solves the problem that all gyms have experienced, the broken inventory model, low commissions, and even lower quality products. Prestige Labs provides 100% drop shipping, zero inventory, PhD formulated high quality supplements for you and your clients. The goal is simple, cover 100% of your rent while never sacrificing your integrity. To learn more, 
or to become an affiliate of Prestige Labs for free, apply at affiliate.prestigelabs.com. That's affiliate.prestigelabs.com. Double your client results, double your income. You can head to affiliate.prestigelabs.com to become an affiliate for free. Now stick around for the rest of this episode. Use coupon code GYMLORDS on prestigelabs.com for 20% off all future supplement orders. What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the Gym Lords Podcast. I am your host. My name is Joe Fitzgerald. Joining us, our guest on the show today is Mr. John Strickland of Strickland's Boxing and Fitness, coming to us from Lake City, South Carolina. John, what's going on, sir? How are we today? I'm great. Uh, it's a wonderful day other than the rain outside, so things looking good. <laughs> we'll take it. We're here. It's a Friday. We get to talk about your gym on an afternoon. It's life could be worse, at least. And so obviously, John, our conversation is going to be geared around your gym, Strickland's Boxing and Fitness. Before we venture down the rabbit hole of talking about how you run the business side of things, give us a little bit of a, a description and context here. When you describe what Strickland's Boxing and Fitness is to people, what do you say? What do you tell them? Um, well, I like to tell people two things about it. The first thing is, um, if you follow my social media and whatnot, you'll see I use the word family a lot because there we're, we're a big family and like a lot of people say fit fam or whatever you want to call it, but we're family. So that's one of the first things. And the second thing is, um, I like to say we're, we're home for any and everyone, which means most gyms you go to, it's a CrossFit gym or a boxing gym or whatever, a strength training gym. Um, we offer an avenue for everybody from personal training to CrossFit to yoga to powerlifters to bodybuilders to et cetera, et cetera. Got it. So something for everybody, right? And as the yes. name would suggest, fitness component and boxing component. Take us, take us back in your, your memory bank here to not necessarily the first day that we opened the business, but take us back to the day that the idea sparked into your head. I'm going to open up my own gym. What was going on for you and, and how did all this come about? So actually, uh, it was a very, very weird and very long story, but long story short, um, I was in college, like I like uh, spoke about earlier in college for nursing and I had, you know, I had same thing every everybody says. I grew up troubled youth. I grew up in trouble, involved with gangs and fighting, and kicked out of school and so on and so forth. Um, and I discovered boxing in my early teen years. I competed for several years, um, and through that, my boxing coach was somewhat of a mentor to me and a father figure. So I wanted to be that for other people. So I actually originally started in boxing fitness, you know, the fitting, fitness or weightlifting aspect, um, you know, came later. I leased a small space from a physical therapy office um, and they saw how well I did with the boxing and how well people took to it. And then that's what led to the gym. So I never woke up when they said, hey, hey, I want to own a gym and teach people how to lift weights. I just wanted to mentor kids through boxing and the gym actually literally fell in my lap. They own the physical therapy on the gym. They like, well, we kind of suck at it. Um, you're doing better in, in just the boxing. So you want to do the whole shebang and here I am. Yeah. And then we fell into this, the stars aligned. 
it's been it's been a handful of years since you've been doing this. Tell me kind of first thing before we we go down strategy and tactics, what's the biggest difference in your mind between how Strickland's operates today versus in those early, early months and years? Honestly, uh, not much has changed. I mean, you know, we have to deal with uh, the ever-changing outside world, like, you know, COVID and inflation and that kind of thing. But ultimately, we started as a small family business that was uh, community-oriented and giving back to the community, having community events and inviting everybody in. And like I said about, you know, being family and giving, you know, the kids a place to, to do what they do and train for football and whatnot. The only thing is, you know, we got um, – better at what we did. We got better personal trainers, better equipment, um, but pretty much everything's pretty much been the same. We stay uh, rooted in what we started in. Got it. Similar how we operate over the years. So look back on those years for a minute and, and just kind of evaluate both sides of the coin. Obviously, anybody that's run their own business knows that it's not sunshine and rainbows all the time and there's challenges and difficult aspects of this. So Explore both sides of this. What's been your favorite part about owning your own business and what's been the most tough, most challenging part about owning your own business? Um, and not to be, be uh, cliche, but the worst part is probably the same thing that the last you know, few interviews you've done had said would be COVID. I mean, COVID sucked. It changed a lot of things. It changed the way people interact with people. Um, it hurt us fast financially and you know we didn't have to close long but maybe a month month and a half but that was you know what sucked about you know business and as being a young entrepreneur that's the first you know adversities I ran into in business um you know realistically because when I started with the gym there it, it was already a fitness center you know and it's been there for that fitness center that I own now has been there for 10 to 12 years, you know, altogether. So it was been a fitness center for five, six, seven, eight years. When I took it over, it had a couple hundred members. So, you know, I, I didn't really have the struggle of from the ground up, you know, so I was blessed in that. But um, just the best part of business has been meeting people. Um, just like today, I met a professional uh, IBBF pro bodybuilder, uh, Clarissa Sanchez, you know, so that was the highlight of my day, you know, so I get to meet interesting people like that on the regular. Yeah. I wish I was the highlight of your day, but I understand completely, John. No. Well, highlight of my morning. Uh, I see. I see. <laughs> this, I see. This is the best part of the day being interviewed, you know, or uh, not interviewed. Yes, I guess that's what you would call it, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. Now, with that, that being said, I mean, you mentioned COVID being the downside of all of this. And I think that's fairly common. Like you said, it's, it hit different markets in different ways, but everybody was affected in one way or another. How do, how do your membership numbers now look compared to like 2019 or early 2020? Um, we've been blessed to stay, to stay pretty solid. Uh, um, we really didn't lose much during COVID. Like I said, we shut down for about a month and a half. Um, but other than that, we didn't really lose members and we're just steady, steady growing around 20, uh, 2019, 2020 had roughly around eight to 900 members. And now we're sitting around 12 to 1300. Good. Okay. So 
we weren't hit too, too hard. Uh, with that being said, I mean, so many people listen to what we do for different ideas of, of how to grow their business. And, and so for you over the years, where have you found or what strategies have you found that have been most effective for finding new members? What is the, what is the, the marketing look like for you? Um, definitely, you know, grassroots marketing, um, definitely social media is where it's at. Everybody, everybody's on Instagram, on Snapchat, on TikTok, on Facebook. Um, I try to blast things out about what we're doing on those platforms daily. Um, being blessed with great opportunities like being on this podcast. Um, and then two, just being out in the community, being out, being seen. I have a, a very, uh, a very strict rule, a very strict way I do business, which just kind of means we, we have the slogan that says shop local, lift local. And I, I support my local businesses. I support my community. And then in return, they support me. Yeah. The social media piece of this that you mentioned first, I think it, I mean, it makes sense in fitness. We've got to be where the eyeballs are in our community. They're probably scrolling, right? They're on Facebook, they're on Instagram. They're, they're doing all of these things. You guys have made a, a, a focus for you to engage on these platforms for clarity here, John, is that just the organic side? We're putting out content, we're putting out videos using the free side, free aspects of this, or have you put an advertising budget behind it? I did um, for a while. I did a little bit of the advertisement, but I really learned that if you learn how to manipulate and work the algorithm on Facebook and Instagram, that you grow organically. And um, I've seen a larger response from doing it organically than I did by you know paid advertisement as far as that, that went. Yeah. Which is another theme that comes up fairly often on this is just the, we've tried it, it didn't go as well as we would have liked. And so we got a little bit away from it. When you guys did do that, was it, was it you that was doing it? Was it with some sort of agency? Tell us about that. Well, pretty much everything I do is hands-on. I do have a small team. Um, you know, which would consist of my wife and, and, uh, believe it or not, I, I have six kids. So uh, I, they help out a lot. Um, they're, you know, young, 18, 19, 20. So they're in charge of trendy stuff and they give me ideas and dad, let's do this on TikTok. Let's do that. But ultimately, um, you know, I, I do 95% of everything by myself. I record the content, I post it, I come up with the captions. Um, but, you know, I'm never too good to listen or take anybody's advice. Yeah. And, and so take me to the next step. John, I mean, we're getting the majority of our leads either locally through word of mouth or from social media, whatever that looks like. When somebody reaches out to you and they're interested in coming to the gym, tell me a little about the sales process for that person to actually sign up. What are the, what are those steps that happen? Okay. Well, when, and the first thing I kind of diagnose or ask what uh you know what their needs are there you know you have different types of gym goers the ones that want you know plenty of classes the ones that want personal training the ones that just want a nice facility and be left alone um so i'm trying to try to weed out and figure out which one they are and then based on that then i highlight my strengths oh you want class oh well i got zumba i got yoga i got pound fitness i got boxing i got 
you know, and then the sales pitch goes with that. If they're, um, you know, I would just want a, a gym and be left, oh, we got hammer strength equipment, we got free weights, we got, you know, squat racks, deadlift platforms, you know, and I sell them on, like I said, my strengths of what they're looking for. Yep. Is it you that, that handles a lot of these sales consultations or do the staff contribute as well? Um, once again, and not to, I hate, I, I feel like I'm just saying me, 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 I, 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 but, <laughs> but, uh, said it's a, it's a small business, small town. So I yeah. do a lot of it myself. Um, said my front desk attendant, he works from 8 AM to 1 PM. So anything, you know, and during that time he does, but, um, the phone number to the gym and that you guys called about the podcast is right here. It's by my side at all times. So if somebody calls right now and wants to, you know, gym, talk about the gym, purchase a membership right here. So once again, it's 95%, you know, me that does that. Yeah. To, to play devil's advocate here, is that, and let me figure out how I want to word this question. And, and most small businesses operate this way, but I like to ask this sort of question just to see where your head's at with all of this. Have you found that it can be burdening or, or time consuming for you to constantly have to be there? Or are you still able to, to step away and go on a vacation or take a trip if you need to? Um, it's very rare that I do, you know, vacation and go away and take a trip. Not that I'm not able. I do have, you know, great help, great staff. Like I mentioned earlier, I do have kids that can fill in and, and do whatnot. Um, a friend of mine that actually owns another business, he, he told me, and it's great advice, you know, John, in order to grow and, you know, I want to open a different, another gym and things like that, John, in order to grow, you got to be able and willing to delegate out tasks. And that's just something that, this gym is is my baby. It's my dream. It's my my well being. So it's really hard for me to to leave for a week and say, you know, all right, you guys take care of this. Now I do do it. Um, and you know, obviously ha having a family, they want to go on vacation and do things. So yes, I do it. But it is, it is, it's hard work, but it's honest work, and it, you know, yeah. I love it. Okay. Beyond that, this person signs up, and and we have a new member. What do you focus on the most to to retain and keep these people as members for the long haul? That's a good question. Um, there's multiple things, you know, depending on the type of client that it is, but just being genuine with them, being honest with them, um, trying to keep a clean facility. That's that's the biggest thing has been the the appearance of the facility. People come in. John, you know, your, your gym's clean. This is this. This is organized. This is nice. I've been to other gyms and it, it's not like this. Um, and then me and my staff, um, I like to think we do a good job at being very, uh, maybe the word is personable, you know, with, with the people being transparent, letting them know, you know, this fitness journey isn't something that happens overnight. You struggle, I struggle. And that's been my biggest thing on social media posting, hey, I, I, I fail lifts, I gain weight, I lose weight, I, I'm a real person, I go out to dinner, I drink alcohol, I, you know, whatever, you know, just being real and honest and helping them navigate through those problems. Completely understood. Zoom out on this and, and just, I mean, we've, we've spoken about how it got started and explored the business as it stands today. And so as you look into the future for your business, what are some goals that you have or where do you want to see this whole thing as time goes on? Um, 
my end goal is to franchise. Um, that's that's the end goal. But right now we're just taking it slow, um, looking at opening other locations in the future, you know, hopefully in the next year or so. Um, kind of a sidetrack that doesn't quite have anything to do with the gym, but recently opened a supplement store. Um, so that also kind of helps with the gym because it kind of works as a funnel. Somebody comes in and, hey, I need some protein, some creatine, some, oh, well, yeah, check this out and take this and go work out at Strickland Box in the fitness. And um, just want to stay in the fitness industry and open things, open multiple businesses to help people with their wellness and fitness journey. Yeah. And I find that a lot of people are going that way, whereas – I don't know if the pandemic was was the catalyst for all of this, but I find that a lot of people are trying to create this kind of one-stop shop or, or provide multiple different health and fitness resources for people. Because the reality is that they're, they're spending money somewhere, you know, with right. the supplement store. They're buying this somewhere. Let's at least put trusted products in their hands with recovery services, with whatever that is let's at least get them a good source and it helps the business it helps everybody involved it becomes a a completely well-rounded community at that point and to the point where we speak on spoke on earlier the retention becomes even easier at that point they have more things that they can do what do you think in your mind is the timeline for all of this to come to fruition because franchising, I mean, franchising is a route that a lot of people talk about, but I think it's a, it's, it's a paperwork struggle more than anything else. What do you think the timeline is for you to, to start making moves towards that? I would say within the next three to five years, um, I don't want to, I guess I'll say like this. Um, I know it can be done. Um, kind of seen it so the unique thing about Strickland Boxing and Fitness is we're located inside of a medical plaza so um, to the left side of my gym there's a a physical therapy office to the left side of that there's a doctor's office Mm. all right to the right side of my gym there's a doctor's office to the right side of that doctor's office there's an urgent care emergency room you know um, there Okay, so from my understanding, we have the only proven model of that kind of fitness center, wellness center, you know, uh, proven model that works. Um, So what we did is we had another company and, you know, I'm not going to get too much into detail with it, but just speaking what really gave me the franchise idea, we had another company reach out to us, a medical company that wanted to build a facility similar about two hours away from us. And we went in and helped them set up and organized it, um, ran it, staffed it, and and did that for about a year and then turned it over to them. So essentially that's technically franchising, but just didn't, you know, it's not called strictly boxing, you know? Um, so once I realized how that process worked and how that happened, then, you know, that's what really gave me the idea, hey, well, I could put this in a box and and sell it to multiple owners and put my name on the building, you know? Yeah. It's an exciting venture. I'm not trying to talk you out of it. I think people need to have that big picture vision 
in the next three to five years, what is going to be your focus the most with this first location to make sure that you're ready to make that move? Um, just growth, just making sure we're sustaining members, we're growing at a healthy rate, make sure that we're keeping everybody happy. And that. And the biggest thing for me is, is when you grow, um, I feel like you need to still maintain the same level of customer service of when you're serving three to five, you know, people as when you're serving three to 5,000 people. Um, so that's been the biggest thing I had to learn that, you know, when, when I first started with the gym, they was, uh, had 343 members in 2016. Um, I went from 343 members to over 800 in approximately a year. And then ever since then, we've held steady eight, 900. And then said after COVID, we've grown to around 1200. So yeah. I try to treat and have the same amenities and the same customer service and the same, hey, how you doing with all these 12, 1300 members as I did with the 300, 400 members. Um, mm -hmm. So that's been the biggest thing for me. Which is a challenge. It's easy to say it, but handling customer service for 300 people and handling customer service for 1200 or 1300 people is a big, big difference. And so it's, it says a lot about you as an owner and the team that you've put together. We're running a little shy on time here, John, but I want to save a minute for you to tell people where they could learn more about the gym. Is there a website? Is there social media? How can people connect with you guys? Um, we do have a website, www.stricklandsboxing.com. Um, and it's still a work in progress. It's up and running, but you know, just like every website, you have to update it um, frequently. Social media is the best way, which every all my social media is Strickland's Boxing um, on Snapchat, on TikTok, on Instagram, Facebook, everything Strickland's Boxing. Um, and then my personal Facebook is John Strick, and all that's linked together also. So pretty much, uh, so you've got what, what do we say we got? Uh, website, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Snapchat, and we got you it all name, You Box. name it, we got it. Connect yes, with sir. John and the Strickland's team on all of those platforms. John, this has been awesome, man. I, I genuinely appreciate your willingness to share and, and talk about being a business owner and, and where your thoughts are in terms of moving forward. I'm excited to see what the future holds, and, and I wish you nothing but the best as you move on, my man. Yes, sir. I appreciate that. And I wish you guys and your team the same. Absolutely. To everyone who tuned in, thank you as well. Don't forget, if you'd like to be notified about future episodes, hit like and subscribe. If you're interested in joining us to talk about your business, click the link in the description, fill it out. Person will be in touch. And as always, until next time, Jim Lords out. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this content valuable, here's four ways we can help you grow your gym for free. One, grab a free copy of Alex Ramosi's best-selling book, Gym Launch Secrets, at alexsbook.com. Two, join our free Facebook group at alexsgroup.com. Three, if you're a gym owner, you can apply to be on the podcast by emailing us at podcast at gymlaunch.com. Four, leave us a five-star review so we can gain access to more gym owners and bring those lessons back to you. And as always, Tap that button and subscribe to this podcast for more.